So normally we would have some of our mission teams on stage to talk to you, but unfortunately with COVID, we still have not sent a whole lot of mission teams. So this year we decided to focus on some of our mission partners, and we're going to hear from just a few today. So this is a sampling of the 35 mission partners that we'll have in 2022. And we're going to start with Baptist Tady Mission, the video we just saw. Um, many of you know Fred Epright. He plays many roles in the church, in the community, in business, and he has recently taken over leadership of kind of getting Baptist Haiti Mission organized. And so tell us a little bit about what you guys do in the country of Haiti. Uh, thanks a lot. This is my son, Matt, and uh, without Matt, none of this would have been possible. So um, actually, he does more than I do. But about nine years ago, through a can't other be described as a miracle of God, I was led to go to Haiti. And since that time, it's been a journey. We've been extremely blessed. But in the last 18 months or 19 months, we've taken over a, a, a God-sized problem. And it's called Baptist Haiti Mission. The question I get most often is, what's going on in Haiti today? And I'm just gonna give you a flavor. 2021 has been a challenge even for Haiti. In July, we saw the president assassinated and what happened at that point in time, we now have a, or Haiti has an illegitimate government that is pretty much non-functioning. That was followed up in August with a 7.3 magnitude earthquake down on the peninsula. 1.8 million people are trapped over there with very little to no food or water. Transportation has been cut off by the gangs. After the earthquake, then they had a hurricane. After the hurricane, the gangs have taken over Haiti. And what does that really mean? The G9 gang controls the fuel supply. Fuel can't get out unless the, the gangs let them go. They're not letting them go. So hospitals, businesses are closing because everybody relies on a generator for power. In probably Two, just to show you what, give you a few examples of what the gangs are doing in Haiti. About six weeks ago, I was having dinner with a group of people and my phone's blowing up. And my wife doesn't like me to take phone calls, so, but you know, it's blowing up. And so she lets me go. And I was told that one of our pastors, Pastor Stephen, they had stolen the church generator they took his five gallons of fuel, burned down 14 parishioners' homes. That's not the worst of it. Two single moms were killed, leaving six orphans. One mom was stabbed, left for dead, and her son was beheaded. 85 people were homeless, no place to go, hiding in the mountains, no food, no water. Last week, I was called on Saturday one of our pastors in Port-au-Pay, Pastor Stolette, was told that the same thing was gonna to happen to him. He's now on run. He's trying to make it to the DR. A large church in Port-au-Prince, the gangs went in on Sunday morning doing the service, executed his wife, took the pastor out, held him for ransom. They didn't get the money. They found him dead on the streets. That's what's going on in Haiti. It's a tough place. It's been a hard year. That's the bad news. Let me give you some good news. Baptist Haiti Mission, as the little video shows, 
There's 350 churches. We got 263 schools and a hospital. Going to church in Haiti gives them a sense of normalcy and a place to pray and pray for change. Prayer changes things, and Haiti needs change. But through Baptist Haiti Mission, we're giving as much normalcy that we can. We have 50,000 kids in our schools. We are trying to give every child a nutritious meal for lunch. We don't have the money right now to do every child. That will be the only meal they'll have that day. This year, well, September 19th, the UN declared 42% of Haitians acute food insecure. What does that mean? Food, there's five levels of food insecurity. Level five is starve, you're, you're, you're physically starving to death. They're this close to starving to death. But Baptist Haiti Mission is a huge, huge organization in Haiti. We would like to do more. We're set up to do more. We just need help from people to help us do that and spread the gospel. Everything we do, the hospital, the churches, the schools, is all done to show Haitians that they're loved by somebody. And God is the source of that love. You know, I'm not one of these guys that, you know, if you've been here more than twice, you know Danny and his, his story of evangelism. He believes we need to share the gospel. That's what it requires us to do. I'm not one of those guys that can just do what Danny does and just start sharing the gospel. Since Baptist Haiti Mission, I just give people a brochure. Or they say, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working on Haiti. I'm working on Baptist Haiti Mission. And the, the next question out of their mouth is, well, why? Do you know what a great question that is? I can tell people why. And, and this is God's love in action. So that's Baptist Haiti Mission. We're going to be out there in the back if anybody wants to, wants to talk about it. I can talk for, I mean, here, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the projects we're going to be promoting um, today, but also just in the coming months, is sponsoring a school. And so all of those 260 schools that Fred mentioned need a sponsor. Um, rather than direct child sponsorship, we sponsor the school, which helps every kid and basically the whole community. It helps the kids get fed, but it shares the gospel not only with the children, but their families too. And so that's all online, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm Matt, Fred's son, but uh, I'll be out there. We have a lot of uh, materials that can go through, and then we can talk till our uh, faces blue on all the things we're doing. But yes, the uh, big thing we're trying to do is sponsor a couple schools. It takes about 60 people to sponsor one school to get it fully sponsored so we can have a max headcount, you know, allow all the kids in the community in and give them all a meal a day. But uh, if you need information, we'll be out there after service. Thank you, guys. So 
So another of our partners that is also led by Great Hills members, that's kind of a theme today, um, is Restoration Ranch Texas. And so it's a local Austin-based nonprofit that many of our members have been involved in, not just the ones on stage from getting it started to the board to donations and all kinds of stuff. And so um, would you guys tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Hi, my name is Jen Erickson. I'm the program director at Restoration Ranch Texas. And um, we have a, a residential home for women, um, who's women in crisis, whose lives have been impacted by addiction and abuse. And um, we just, we're taking an approach where we're just allowing them to get away from their, their circumstance and just focus on growing their relationship with the Lord. So um, really excited to get started. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you guys have been making lots of progress the last few months. So tell us a little bit about um, where you're at now and what the next steps are for the next year. <laughs> uh, no, you're going to keep it. <laughs> I'm my friend. Um, well, thank you, Becky. We are so excited about uh, where God is working in Restoration Ranch, Texas. He is faithful, he's uh, loving, and he answers prayer. He answers all your prayers. And we want to just thank our church family here for coming alongside of us and helping us out and uh, especially Danny serving on our board. I think there's some pictures going on behind us that will show you some of the, the people have reached out to us over the past two years. Uh, whenever we need money, there have been donations. Whenever we've needed furniture, et cetera, it's been coming. Uh, right now we have a warehouse and a farmhouse full of furniture uh, ready to go into our new home. Uh, we have a partnership with the Texas Baptist Children's Home that we'll work with in the third phase of, uh, with our women, but they've donated bunk beds and bedding. Uh, we just have so much, uh, you know, to get ready to go. So where are we now? Two years ago when we stood here, uh, we were looking for property, we were looking for a facility, and we just didn't know where, where we were going to go. We just kept looking. We thought we had a place last year, and the door got closed. And I have to tell you, we were down for about a day. And then God opened the window and said, how about this? Uh, a very, very good family, good friends in this church gave us the land to uh, put the facility on. And another uh, donor came alongside and said, could you use a brand new manufactured home, five bedroom, three baths, 2,300 square feet, and I'll pay for it. And we said, let me think about that. Yes, we could. So... <laughs> It is going to be delivered on site next month, January 2022. Thank you. And uh, we hope this is just the first of many as we grow, but uh, we're going to have to have another work party soon to move that furniture into the house that we were talking about. Right now, we're busy getting all the infrastructure in place. We've got to get the electricity run out there with the water put in, uh, the septic system. And again, God has put such wonderful people and subcontractors next to us. They're making this happen for us. And uh, so we, we really just couldn't do that without them. You want me to answer the third question now? <laughs> Where are we going and what can you do for us? Prayer is the answer. We just covet your prayers. They work. God answers them. Uh, things coming up. Uh, we know the first women uh, are, are known in God's eyes. He knows who's going to come. We don't know who they are. I can tell you the girls don't know. But we just ask that you pray for these ladies as they come in. We're going to give them a foundation in Christ that they'll be able to walk out of here later with and, uh, and, and to regain their lives and uh, their self-worth and continue on with their lives. We, we uh, always are looking for donations if you feel led to do that. Um, and we, we're going to have plenty of service uh, opportunities for you. 
And uh, if you'll stop by our ministry or our stand out there today, you'll see some of the handicrafts that some of the women have done for us already. And we do have our first huge gala that's going to happen in September. And we just ask you to be praying for that. That'd be a huge turnout and uh, that people would uh, come forth and it's just really honors for their donations. That's where we are. That's great. I love that we have a peak of international, but also people in need just here in the Austin area that we can reach out to and do missions, not only overseas, but locally too. So thank you guys for everything you do. Thanks for texting, so I didn't worry. Um, so this might be a familiar face to some of you. Casey Laws and his wife, Nastasha, and their son, Ezekiel, um, used to be Great Hills members, but if you haven't seen him around much, it's because they currently live in Tarapoto, Peru, and we were fortunate enough that they are here in the States for a few months on sabbatical, and so Casey was kind enough to come out and spend a weekend with us. Um, so tell us a little bit about your ministry in Peru and what you guys do. Yeah, first of all, thank y'all, church, for having us this morning. I'm sorry that my better half, my wife and my son, aren't able to be with us there currently in Tennessee in school, so pray for them in that. Uh, but in Terrapoto, our, well, actually in all of Peru, our desire is, is that we would see disciples that make disciples. As we're going out and we're seeing this, it's not about how can I, a missionary, come in and impact the entire country. It's impossible. It's not about how can I share the gospel with every single person. It's impossible. It's about empowering every single local part of the body of Christ to do their part of the Great Commission, to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. Uh, I would like to share something with y'all from Matthew chapter 24, 14. So what is it that we're uh, doing? In Matthew chapter 24, 14, it says, this good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed to all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Well, we're all still here, so we all still have a responsibility to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. It's not professional clergymen, it's not missionaries' jobs to share the gospel with everyone. It's every single one of us. And so in Peru, our desire is that we would empower and impact the people of God so that they likewise would go and share the gospel with every single person. I can eat the craziest food in the world in the jungle. I've, there's been some unidentifiable food on my plate. Uh, but because of that, I've been able to go and share the gospel with people. But even still, I'll never be Peruvian enough to reach Peru. I'll never know enough Spanish to be able to, listen, with this accent, you can only imagine the Spanish that comes out of my mouth. But God... Should we ask him for a, a sample? Yeah, ooh, let's not right now. Uh, there, there's a term in Peruvian Spanish called charapa. Charapa means jungle redneck. And I speak with a charapa accent. Uh, so just let that go. Um, but our everyday job is... We live a normal life, but as we're doing that, we're engaging with the body of Christ so that they would impact the kingdom. Not just there, but to the ends of the earth. So, why do I have clothespins in my pocket? Uh, in 2019, we got to take a group of Peruvian people from the jungle to Cuba. And we want them to understand the Great Commission is not just for America. It's for all nations to go to all nations, even if you're from a rural situation where you feel like you can't impact the world. And as we're in Cuba and we're working there, this lady gives me these clothespins. Um, why clothespins? Because she makes these. You cannot import, nor does anyone manufacture clothespins in the country of Cuba. And so she goes every day and she collects little bits of trash in the street and she melts them down in a homemade mold that she has and she makes clothespins. She even collects little pieces of metal to make the spring and little pieces of cardboard to make the tab for it to be on. 
and she gave them to me. She said, I want you to remember me every time you do your laundry. Of course, I didn't have the heart to tell her that I have a dryer. Uh, I don't need clothespins. Um, but just reminding us that God wants to use you no matter where you're at. You may feel, I can't go, I can't do this. Well, guess what? You have an opportunity in your house to make disciples. You have an opportunity on your street to make disciples. You have an opportunity at your work to make disciples. What I'm communicating to you right now is what we communicate every day to the body of Christ in Peru. God wants to use you no matter where you're at, no matter your circumstances, to make his name glorified to the ends of the nations. Couldn't say it better. So how can we be praying for you guys and for the people of Peru? Uh, pray for us. We're unsure if we'll be able to get back into Peru. Uh, the world's a little different if you haven't noticed, okay? Uh, but we're praying very diligently that the Lord would open the pathway for us to clearly, legally, to get into Peru and to be there. Uh, I'm not above loopholes, but I don't wanna break the law. Uh, so just pray for that. Pray for the people of Peru. I've been very encouraged over the last month, them sending me, without me there, uh, and actually one of our main Peruvian pastors, he's not even in the country right now, stories of baptisms, churches being planted, person of peace searches happening, trainings happening, and we're not there fanning the flame. And that's the whole point. I don't want to die in Peru. If God calls me to, I will but I wanna see the Peruvian people take it so that we might be somewhere else impacting the gospel. Yeah, that's awesome. I love your, the slogan for their ministry is no place left. So yeah. they, they, their goal is that no place left in Peru that hasn't heard the gospel. And I just love that. So thanks, Casey. So the final, pass, the final partner we're going to hear from will be familiar to a lot of you. Um, I'm so glad your kids joined you on stage because I just love the Catterville family. Um, they've been longtime Great Hills members and they've been involved in the missions ministry and we've all been on mission trips together and I just love them. And don't worry, they are not leaving us, um, but they have a great new, they're our official newest mission partners. And so tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing um, sort of here from Austin. So first of all, it's... Um, I pulled out this entire list, and Becky won't give me the mic. She's already told me she's not going to give me the mic. So. We, we love Elu, but he can preach. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, I just want to thank you all for um, sort of supporting us and partnering with us. We are here at this stage in our lives because of your support and your partnership. We couldn't be here without you. Um, we praise God for your support. And uh, we, so Vicky and I and the, the entire family were appointed as missionaries uh, with ABWE. ABWE is, uh, stands for Association of Baptists for World Evangelism. And it's a 94-year-old organization, uh, 1,300 missionaries going to 70-plus countries. And uh, the whole division of ABWE is to multiply leaders, multiply churches, and to multiply mission movements among all peoples. And... We are specifically part of Every Ethne. Every Ethne is a North American initiative of ABWE. And uh, what we, the vision here is to cross cultures without crossing borders. All the people are here in different, all people groups are here all over the place. So the whole point is to be able to come alongside churches, the local churches, North American churches, partner with them, help them, elevate them, and provide tools and resources to help them fulfill the Great Commission, going along with what you mentioned. We can't do it, we can't do it alone, but equipping believers to do and to fulfill the Great Commission, equipping churches and doing whatever we can and serving them in whatever way we can to help them do that. 
We specifically, um, I'll, I will be taking on the role of regional director for the ABWE South Central Region, which encompasses uh, Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. And um, it's about building, an, building a team, overseeing the missionaries here, uh, building a team of, uh, or partnering with churches, helping them out, and helping them fulfill the Great Commission. That's one aspect. And the other aspect is um, putting together the, as coordinators for the Heart, Mind, Soul seminar series. If you've, if you've ever attended that, the workshop, uh, putting together a Heart, Mind, Soul training workshop to equip believers to make, to uh, build truth and grace relationships with Hindus. There are, you know, there are three, three point or 4.3 billion people who are unreached in this world, out of which there are about uh, 1.15 billion Hindus. And we want to eradicate lostness. And we want to in, in equip believers to eradicate lostness. And that's part of what we're doing here is just fulfilling a small part, piece of that. Because just in North America alone, there are three, about three million Hindus who are unengaged and unreached. And so that's what we're, we're here to, part of what we're doing is that in addition to equipping the churches to fulfill the Great Commission, wherever God's calling them to, whatever God's calling them to do, helping them do that. So uh, that's, our, that's what we're doing. That's great. And the, the seminar is still in development, but we look forward to hopefully in a couple of years being one of the first churches to 2023. Um, so stay tuned. And hopefully, I know if many of you probably like we do have many Hindu neighbors. And so we're excited to get that seminar and help us learn how to reach them. So how can we, oh, go ahead. If you've uh, attended the Heart, Mind, Soul seminar series for LGBTQ community or the Muslims that was here hosted, Becky had uh, had uh, ABWE host or invited ABWE to have it here. And if you've ever attended those, that the Hindu seminar is going to be along the same uh, lines. Right. Yeah, that's great. So how can we be praying for you guys and how can the church support you? Um, just uh, praying, just pray for us that that God would use us, work in us and through us mightily to expand his kingdom. That's the, that's the overarching one. Um, and under that, there comes a lot of different things, just for God's for protection for us and for my family, just to be able to be faithful to him, take those next steps of obedience, to continue to put things together, to, to do his work that he's called us to do. Um, also, also pray for our heart, mind, soul uh, team, the Hindu seminar team, the design team, that uh, we'll just the, we will put it together quickly. And there's a lot of urgency for the seminar, and uh, just because of the lostness. And so, pray that that would come together quickly. April uh, 2023 is when I'm when we're we're praying and hoping that we would be able to have it all together. That's our target date for having it all together and rolling it out. So be praying for that and uh, provision for partnerships, that we can build partnerships with churches and with individuals and to, so that we can go full time. Um, my prayer is that by June, we would have, re we would have, have enough, you know, sufficient partners to be fully supported and uh, just, just be praying for that as well. Right, so, and the last one is just pray that we would be able to help you, help equip you to fulfill the Great Commission, right? And that there would be a passion that, that in everyone, in all of you, there would be a passion to eradicate lostness, okay? And to make disciples of all nations.
Amen. Couldn't say it better. So let's uh, let our partners step down and say thanks to all of them. So. So as I mentioned, that was just a sampling of our 35 mission partners that we'll have in 2022. Um, those represent missionaries in 11 different countries, as well as several partners that work in multiple countries. And we also have partners in four other states, and we have 10 local ministries like Restoration Ranch. And so we support about two-thirds of those financially, either through monthly giving or one-time gifts. Um, and then we also have two unreached people groups that Great Hills has adopted. And I want to take just a minute. David Yeager suggested I give you all an update on where that's at, and I loved that idea. Because we have these people groups, and we mention them, but we don't often give you guys sort of a... Where, where is that at now um, kind of thing. And so the first people group is the J people. We can't say exact names for security. Um, they are in North Africa and we've adopted them about, it's been about 20 years. Um, they are primarily Muslim people and the work there is being done by a team of international mission board ministry uh, missionaries. And it's actually, I got a really great report from one of our missionaries over there just a couple days ago. Um, and the work is growing, so they have a network of house churches. Um, the missionaries do evangelism and help church plant. And they also, I loved this, they have a growing discipleship group in the big city that we can't name um, that was online for COVID but is back in person. And it's men and women from this people group, all from Muslim backgrounds who have converted, who meet together for worship and then split into discipleship groups. And they are currently studying, and I thought this was really interesting, um, what it means to interact as male and female and brothers and sisters as, as Christians. Um, because any of you who know about Islam know that it's not the most um, favorable <laughs> to women and does not have the most biblical view of relationships. And so I thought that was really cool. And they also had some good reports of believers beginning to minister to each other on their own. So kind of like Casey mentioned in Peru, I think that's really great when the missionaries aren't implementing it themselves, but it's um, the local believers stepping out to help each other. Some of their prayer needs right now, they're looking for a new leader actually for the team and they're looking for a media person. So just kind of keep those in your prayers. They use a lot of really innovative technological strategies to reach people. Um, and then just pray for people to be willing to believe for both of our people groups stepping out from your, your former religion can mean, you know, losing jobs and losing family members and um, things like that. So that's the people group in North Africa. And we also have the K people in South Asia. And we adopted them in 2013 is when we started. Um, they are primarily Hindu, and the work there is actually done through local believers. So we have a network of Great Hills support seven or eight church planters um, who just travel village to village and share the gospel, um, kind of Apostle Paul style. And they've, we've had many baptisms and some small churches planted, and it's really exciting. And recently they've also started adult education programs, not just for the believers, but for the communities um, and children's clubs to reach out to kids, which is really cool. So for them, the big prayer need is just for the gospel to spread, obviously, and for persecution, because it's increasing in that area of the world. Um, we've had reports of pastors arrested and all of that. So just pray for protection, but also just for boldness that the believers remain faithful um, despite all of that. Um, and it's super exciting to think that these people groups will be in heaven because you guys supported, you guys gave, you guys prayed, you guys have gone on trips um, to these parts of the world. Um, so that leads me to how can you be involved? So obviously we don't want to leave without letting you know how you can be part of this. As all of our partners mentioned, our missionaries primarily ask for prayer. Um, that's the biggest thing that we can do. 
We have brand new prayer guides available um, out in the ministry mall after service. Uh, there's a table, but they're also, I put them everywhere, so you hopefully can't miss them. <laughs> um, and it just tells you a little bit about all of our partners and how you can pray for them. And if you are watching us online and you would like a PDF version, please go to ghbc.org connect and just in that form fill out that you'd like a PDF version and we'll make sure to get that to you as well. We'll also have the hard copies throughout the month, so if you want to pick one up in person and you aren't here this week, um, you can do that. Giving is the next way. Um, as some of our missionaries have said, between physical needs that they need for the ranch to supporting families like the Cattervells, um, our missions giving at Great Hills is done above and beyond your tithes and offerings. And so a portion of our budget does go to missions, but that goes to the International Mission Board, the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, and so our missionaries, we supported about $8,000 a month, as I said, about two thirds of them somehow. And so you're giving, um, and thank you guys for remaining faithful. It's been amazing to see just like Great Hills, how God has blessed um, the church, the missions giving has remained steady and it's just such a blessing that we can keep supporting all of our partners um, and encouraging them. We'll also later this month be talking about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, which is the international mission board. It goes directly to IMB missionaries. And so watch for envelopes. Um, I think our greeters will have them at the doors, but you can also give online um, through the drop-down menus in all of the same places. There's missions and there's Lottie Moon. So um, just keep that in mind. Uh, always giving and then going is the next one. Unfortunately, we didn't have a ton of trips this year, but hopefully we'll be getting back to that soon. But there are also lots of great opportunities to serve locally. Um, this year we've had so many great 14,000 Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes, which was a record for us. Um, and each of those goes to a child, but also the child hears the gospel and the community hears the gospel. Um, our ESL classes have been going on. I know we've had members serve at local pregnancy resource centers and take lunches to elementary schools and read to children. And so um, we just encourage you, if you'd like to find a way to get involved somehow, um, I would love to help you do that. So um, please get in touch. And uh, just in closing, I wanna say, um, I'm just, it's just such a blessing to serve at a church that loves missions. Um, <laughs> so we just recently hired a new social media director. So if you guys haven't met Harrison yet, he's great. And I was just telling him he's been involved in missions. And I was just telling him how great it is that every single staff member, I think pretty much on our staff has been on a mission trip, um, cares about missions, loves the nations. And that's just such a blessing. Um, so I'd like to ask, do you guys believe that the gospel, that God wants the gospel to go to all nations? And do you believe that it is our job as believers to be involved in that mission? And so my question for you and my encouragement as you leave is pray about how you are currently involved in that. Are you currently involved in that? And what are you doing, um, as all of these people have said, to make disciples where you are, to make disciples around the world? Um, so I would encourage you not to leave without considering that and how you can be a part. And like they've said, we have the prayer guides outside. All of our partners will have tables set up so you can stop by and talk to them. Or I'm always happy to talk and help you find a way to get involved in this mission. So thank you. So good. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Becky Dean, our missions director, and does a great job and pulls everything together uh, so seamlessly. So my name's Danny, Danny Forshean, pastor here at Great Hills Baptist Church. And I want to wrap us up in the next about 15 minutes, and then we'll be, uh, we'll be dismissed. I, as I was sitting there just watching and listening like you were, I was watching each family and how 
Um, all these four families represented um, are very involved at Great Hills or, or have been at some point in time in their life. At the, think about the Cattervilles with Velu and Vicki. Uh, Velu is um, very gifted, one of our, our Bible teachers here, and we just ordained him to the gospel ministry. So he and Vicki are going to go eventually full-time with uh, ABWE and so proud of them. He is uh, very successful in his, in his work and in what he does. He's a uh, uh, double E major at Texas A&M. And whoops, yep. Yeah. Uh, electrical engineering, gifted, gifted man. And then, of course, Casey. Casey, you know, he's, he's joking about his accent and being from Tennessee and all, but Casey is one of the most gifted people I know. He can build anything. He can, can Bud Bruner, he, he's your kind of guy. He can make things, build things. And um, I'm so proud of him. And, of course, uh, uh, Fred and, uh, and Jen, it's just a beautiful thing. I praise God for y'all. And it's just a cool story how God has redeemed and, um, and used you so, so much. And then Fred and, and Matt, uh, it's so, so cool to see a father and son in ministry together, serving the Lord together, really changing, changing a nation. So as we have been so blessed at Great Hills, and I'm grateful to God that, you know, about three years ago, we were able to eliminate our $7 million debt. And one of the goals for me is when I became pastor at Great Hills was to get out of debt so that uh, we could do something that I'm about to do, something that I love to do, and that is to, to be a blessing uh, and to bless people who aren't really expecting us to, to be a blessing. Uh, last year, we gave around $50,000 to the, it's called Rest in Peace Medical Debt, and we alleviated uh, around $8 million of debt, medical debt in Central Texas and to receive the emails and the letters from those dear people that Great Hills Baptist Church helped them, uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. Uh, so this year, uh, we're going to highlight uh, a couple of these guys that were up here. And so, Fred, if you and Matt could make your way back up to the stage. I know y'all probably sitting way there in the back. I want y'all to come back up front. And uh, Fred, if you and Jen could make your way back up here uh, on the stage. And uh, we want to speak to you and, uh, and, and bless you for, for just a moment. Both of these guys that were up here earlier, uh, their ministries are, at a, I think, at a critical point. Um, you, you saw what God is doing in, in Haiti. Uh, I don't know if y'all have been keeping up with the news and the 17 people who were kidnapped by the gangs. They've let three of them go, I think, two of them ago. And so we're, it's just crazy over there what, what's happening. And so Fred and, and Matt, I mean, they're, they're taking on a nation. I mean, they're taking on a nation to get the gospel to as many people as they can. 50,000 kids, uh, 262 schools. And so, Fred, Great Hills Baptist Church, we want to bless you guys with $25,000 and say, here you go. God bless you, man. <laughs> yeah. We believe in y'all. Yeah. Matt. Thank you. Yeah. We believe in you and what you're doing. Keep it up. All right. Keep it up. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Kirk. And Fred, you and Jen, um, man, it's so exciting. And, and, didn't, and see when things fell through, and y'all just kept pressing in and kept praying. And, uh, and Jen, your story is just it's really remarkable. Now, here you are, a trophy of God's grace, a lady that loves the Lord, serving the Lord, and they will change the, the course of, of women's lives. So I'm telling you, and Jennifer Wakefield, God bless you. And Fran, Gary, yeah, it's just amazing what, what you guys are, what y'all are doing. 
So again, church family, thank you for being generous. Y'all allow me to be generous and to pray and let the Holy Spirit lead me. Uh, so we want to give Restoration Ranch $25,000 as well. So <laughs> bless you. You're welcome. Right. We love you guys so much. I'm proud of y'all so much. So bless you. All right. And so we're going to continue to um, support uh, the Cattervilles, the Laws, and all of our other 23 partners that Great Hills has. And, and Becky, again, thank you. You're, you're so strategic. God's put you at such the right place uh, with your gifted mind. Uh, Becky is um, a very accomplished author. Your, your book's going to be released um, in June. And so she is... Um, uh, an author of, of science fiction novels, and uh, it's really a big deal. I mean, she has uh, her, her publisher, and they are, her works are going to be out all over, and, and just we're going to say, we knew Becky when, right? And so uh, excited for you and, and Russ. Y'all are a blessing, so we love y'all. So I have a passage of Scripture I want to read to you and just make a couple of comments, and then we'll have our invitation, and we'll pray together, have a wonderful song uh, that we're going to close out with in just a few minutes. That's going to bless you and bless those of you that are online. Thank you so much for so many of you watch us every um, conservatively. There's probably four or five hundred of you watching us. Uh, more likely, there's more, probably more like a thousand people watching us online and worshiping with us from all over the nation. And, and thank you for being here at present. I know we're continuing to re regain and rebuild. We're probably about 65, 70% of what we were uh, before COVID as far as in-house. But here's our text. Now, I want to read it to you. And um, it's from the uh, Holman Christian Standard Bible version. And we'll have it here on the screen. And this is a verse that the Holy Spirit was just leading me to, to read it to you, to encourage you with, especially on our Mission Sunday emphasis. Paul says, now in view of this, we always pray we pray for you that our God will consider you worthy of his calling and will, by his power, fulfill every desire for goodness. I just couldn't get over that one phrase. That's the title of my little sermonette today. Every desire for goodness that God will fulfill it and the work of faith. So that, here's the purpose, so that the name the name of our Lord Jesus will be magnified or glorified by you and you by him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul, as he's writing to the church at Thessaloniki, and we studied this church a few weeks ago. If you've been walking with us through the book of Acts, you remember when he, he landed there, he and his missionary colleagues planted a church. They stuck a flag uh, right there in that uh, city and we have two letters as a result of that, First and Second Thessalonians. And every, almost every chapter, Paul talks about the return of Christ, the return of Christ. Uh, it was quoted earlier from, from the lips of Jesus when he said, And this gospel, the gospel of my kingdom, will be preached to all the nations, and then the end will come. And so Paul started it, and here we are continuing it. And so when he says in verse 11, And in view of this, the context in verse 10 is the return of Christ. You can check it out if you want to when you go home and read it. The context is in light of the fact that Jesus Christ is coming and will execute wrath on unbelievers and joy upon believers. That is the context, okay? In light of that, he says, I'm praying for you. The apostle Paul was a man of prayer. He's always praying, praying for 
his churches that he planted, praying that uh, God would keep his friends in good health, praying that God would just expand and explode the gospel all over the planet. And so here he is praying for the church at Thessaloniki. And it's one of the things that we're doing at Great Hills. It's one of our core values. It's something that I want to do even more and better. And that is call our church to prayer. How many times uh, when Becky would ask, how can we help you? What can we do for you? The very first thing is what? Would you pray for us? And there's so much power uh, in prayer. I'm so grateful to God on Wednesday nights. We have about 300 people praying at Great Hills Baptist Church. I think that's phenomenal. We have about 100 people in the house, and we have at least 200 people, and that's conservatively speaking, 200 people online all over America. And we know it's legit because we can count. Uh, we, we know the analytics, and we can count them. And they send in their prayer requests. And it's, it's so powerful that we as a church are so focused on prayer. And Paul says, we're praying that God would consider, that God would think good of us, consider us worthy of his calling and his will, and by his power, his dunamis, is where we get the, uh, the Greek word dunamis is where we get the English word dynamite, that by God's explosive power, he would fulfill. The word fulfill here means to make replete, that God would overflow, here it is, our every desire for goodness. Isn't that cool? Paul is praying, God, would you consider them worthy? And God, would you empower them that for every good thought, deed, and desire that the church at Thessaloniki, that the Great Hills Baptist Church, every good thought, Lord, every good deed, every good action, God, you would make it replete. And God, you would use them according to your great work and by your work of faith so that, I love verse 12, so that, the name of Jesus Christ would be glorified. And oh, I don't know if y'all saw this church. Can we, can we back this verse up? I wanna show, show y'all something. Let's put 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12 back, back up on the screen, the whole, the whole thing. I wanna show you something I thought was just so cool uh, that I had never seen before. So that the name of our Lord Jesus, this is verse 12, will be glorified by you. Watch this. And you by him. Do y'all know what that means? Paul is saying that we're praying that God would give us uh, our every desire. He would overflow, make replete our every good desire, every intention, every good deed that we're trying to do for him. Watch this. So that Jesus would be glorified and watch this, and that Jesus would glorify you. I've never seen that before. As we cooperate with the Lord and as we're engaged in these missions and missionary endeavors and many, many others, Jesus is glorified and Jesus glorifies you. Have you ever been glorified by Jesus? You know what that looks like? That looks like the favor of God upon your life, the, the blessings of God, the peace of God, the joy of God. A lot of times people think of prosperity and they think of financial blessings and God does that too. But more importantly, I think God just gives us a sense of grace and peace and power and joy and all the manifestations, all the fruit of the Spirit as Jesus glorifies us. You say, wow, I had never seen that before. Neither have I. And I love that, that I'm glorifying Jesus. And in that process, uh, he's glorifying us. Becky mentioned 35 partners. I love it. 23 of these we support um, with every good desire. We're supporting them to the tune of $8,000 a month. And let me, let me share with you what, what that really means. Here in our church, we, we receive our tithes and our offerings. And you can see it on the website. 
we have a section there for, uh, for tithe. And right underneath that, it says missions. And uh, I know Ashley and I, I think we've been doing it, haven't we, since we've been here, 11 and a half years ago. We give our tithes, and then we give above our tithe, and it goes directly to missions. Missions, Becky takes it, and after she and Russ go on a couple of cruises and just have a lot of fun, I'm just kidding, she takes, <laughs> she take, they take that money and they pray as a, as a committee. They pray, their missions committee. And you'll see on the prayer guides in the back when you leave, you'll see all the members on the, prayer, on the missions team. And they say, God, where do you want us to put these finances? So they support monthly people like the Cattervilles and people like the Laws and, and uh, Baptist Haiti Mission and Restoration Ranch, Texas, and about, uh, about 20 others. And so $8,000 a month, and that's not even from our budget. Does that make sense? That doesn't come from our budget. That comes from you and me saying, I want to do a little more. I want to do a little extra every month or every week. And then Becky takes that money, they pray over it, and they send it out. So, so proud of our church as we, as we do that. So in closing, I want to reiterate a couple of things that, uh, that, that Becky mentioned. Number one, how do, we, how do we keep this engine of missions and evangelism and ministry and service, how do we keep this thing moving forward? Well, we pray. Um, and I know it sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we pray. But Great Hills, over the last year, we, we've really been praying. I mean, literally praying, like coming together corporately. We shut everything else down on Wednesday nights. We don't do anything else but pray. Now, we have children's ministries. We have student ministries. One month, one uh, week of the month, all the students come in. This past Wednesday was one of those wonderful weeks. For an hour, we had a lot of students here. We had a lot of adults here. And we had a whole lot of people online. You say, why would you want to do that? Why don't you want to spend an hour just, just praying? Does that really make any difference? Oh, my friend, it makes all the difference in the world when we pray. All right, that's number one, pray. Pray corporately, pray individually. Uh, a big part of my life, you know, an hour, an hour and a half a day of my life is praying for you. You say, well, thank you very much. I thought, what was we paying you for? Well, I guess you're paying me to pray for you. <laughs> that's what I do. I pray about an hour, an hour and a half, just praying. And a lot of those prayers are for you, for Great Hills Baptist Church and our mission, mission partners. Number two is we give and we continue to give. You know, the $8,000 a month, I, I love that. Uh, I'd love to see us do even, even more. And uh, next week, we're going to look at our budget. We're going to approve our 2022 budget. And I just want to tell you, Great Hills, it's, it's going to be amazing what we're going to propose to you and how we're going to step out in faith. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars is what we're going to propose to you to do missions and evangelism, both locally and nationally and around the world. And I'm so, so thrilled. I can't wait to be able to present that to you next week. So we give, and then finally we go. Uh, we go to our neighbors across the street. Uh, we go to the nations uh, across the world. There's a lot of ways we can go. Um, I'm looking forward. I, I really am looking forward to going back to Asia and to visiting our unengaged, unreached people group. Uh, God is doing a great work there. We adopted that group in 20. 13, 2012, 2013. And it is one of the most dark places in the world. There's so much persecution, but the church of Jesus Christ is there, it's alive, and it's growing because of Great Hills Baptist Church. No joke. If this church was not in existence, there would be no movement 
that we know of among the K people in South Asia. I, I know it's hard for y'all to get your mind around that and really, really appreciate that like I do because I, I live it and I'm in it and I've been over there like 10 times. But when you get before Jesus in heaven and you just start getting all these blessings and rewards and you're just going, what in the world? How am I getting all these rewards and these blessings? And God will say, you were part of that church. You were a part of that church. And you'll say, well, which church? I already forgot. And Jesus will say, it's, it's, it was Great Hills. And you blessed, you blessed these people. Look at, look at the nation. And they're here because you went, you gave, you cared. What a day. I can't wait to see the look on your face on that day. You're just going to be, you're going to be so excited. Not just around the world, though, but how about locally? Um, there's a two really big, big mission opportunities that have, that have come before us. And I'll close with these. The first one is the Christmas at Great Hills, which is coming up. I'm just getting tired thinking about it, y'all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm tired today. I, I am. Yesterday was a wonderful day. Spent all day up here and most of the night. Uh, ran 18 miles on Friday. Maybe that's why I'm, why I'm tired is I'm getting ready for another marathon. So, Cat, uh, are you in the house? Where are you, Miss Cat? Would you come on up here and join me? Cat uh, Kennedy is uh, on our staff. Woohoo! Good to see you. The fist pump here. Okay, there you go. So she's got her shirt her on, her shirt on, her t-shirt. It's uh, Christmas at Great Hills. Um, I got mine today. I'm excited about it. And Kat is, and Jeff have just been working like crazy on this Christmas at Great Hills. And we praise the Lord for them, all the hard work they've put into it. We, we have over 200, uh, a need for over 200 people to volunteer to help make Christmas at Great Hills a success. The last I checked, you guys have already filled in like 185 of the 200 that we needed. And so Christmas at Great Hills, the volunteers get one of these shirts, right? They need to purchase them, okay? It's not free. You got to purchase them. But they're only $89. It's amazing. The, the deal that we give, $10. I'm, so, I'm sorry, $10. $10. And uh, on the back, it's really cool. It's got the train. He's got the train here, the big train ride. And so Kat has been really working hard with Jeff. And so, um, so we'll have the train ride. we have three trains running on our campus. They're going to go all around the campus We'll have a petting zoo, Trey Macklefish. I understand you're going to help with the petting zoo. Pick up the poop and all, right? Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, we're going to have inflatables. We'll have live music. We'll have a prayer tent. I'm going to share the gospel four times every night, December 10, 11, and 12. Leighton and I will be sharing the gospel, giving people an opportunity to receive Christ. Um, live music. What am I missing, Kat? There's hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Wassel. Popcorn. Popcorn. Lots of fun stuff. So we're praying that God would just send the people here in our neighborhood and beyond. Everybody I've invited has been thrilled about this, especially with kids. And so let's give it up for Kat. Appreciate her. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So we, I guess if you just come, uh, there is a training right after the service today at 1230. Um, I, I think it's, Kat, is it in the atrium or? In the atrium, awesome, and um, they can help you. We were sitting there at the baby shower yesterday, and one of our brand new uh, members here at Great Hills, he he just looked like a Joseph. I mean, he's got the long hair and the beard, so he said, "Hey, I'll be Joseph for three hours." And so the train the train ride is going to have like live scenes as you go around our campus, and they'll have it's it's going. And then after that, I get to share uh, the gospel. It's going to be 
It's going to be a great three days. Church, Great Hills, we didn't budget it. It's like $50,000 to pull it off. And so thank you for, for giving. Thank you for giving to our harvest offering, our end of the year giving. Thank you for giving that we paid off our $379,000 roof expense. Praise the Lord. And so that's a, that's a blessed thing. The second thing that we're looking at, um, we're really going to need some help, y'all. And this is our, our new campus, church plant, call it what you will, up in Liberty Hill, uh, Santa Rita Ranch. Uh, Ashley and I, we, we live up there. A lot of our um, staff, I know Jeff and Lori built a house up there. Leighton and Danielle live up there. Um, I almost get the expression that I bit off more than I can chew with this, uh, but it's there's going to be a great work of God in that area, and our church is going to just going to have a, a key, vital role to play. Uh, we've been meeting since August the 1st, every Sunday night at 5 o'clock. We meet in the elementary school. In the next few weeks, I'm probably going to come to y'all with my hat in my hand going, I really need your help. We need help. We're going to need a lot of help. And I'm going to ask some of you to commit to do what I'm doing for the last several months, and that is... Come to Great Hills here on Sunday morning, and then we're going to need a good number of you to come back on Sunday night, not here, but up there and just help us. I invited like 100 people on Friday night. I was helping with a globe. You can go into the globe and have your picture made, and our church was sponsoring this little globe, and people were literally standing. We probably invited 200 people. And, and, and what's really amazing, guys, what's sad is almost all of them were interested and wanted to come. You say, what's so sad about that? They don't have a church. They just don't have, a lot of these people have moved from California. You're like, well, I wish they'd stayed in California. Not me. I'm thrilled they're coming because we get to reach them, right? And get to share Jesus with them. So they, it's just wide, wide open. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna need some help. We're gonna need people to say, look, I'm gonna treat it like a mission trip for a year and I'm gonna come out there and I'm gonna help you. And we're going to help this thing get, get situated, get established. Then you can come back here to the mothership. You can come back to 10,500 Jollyville. But we're going to really need some help up there. And, and I mean big time. Uh, tonight we'll go back up. We'll pray. We'll meet at 5 o'clock. And so when I come to you and ask for your help, I hope you'll, uh, you'll help me out. So that's it. Um, wow, this is my favorite Sunday. Becky, it goes by so fast. I, I just love, love what God uh, has done, what he is doing uh, in our church. Uh, we met with our, our deacon, I mean, our, our widows, deacons, uh, widows luncheon yesterday. Thank you, Judy Stone. That's always such a wonderful time with precious, precious widows, ladies in our church that pray. And we were encouraging them, look, keep on praying. Keep on supporting Great Hills. God is doing uh, uh, some phenomenal work that the enemy is, is talking. Uh, the enemy's working. Uh, the enemy's drawing circles on our back, and, and I feel it, and I sense it. But it also, he's played his hand because he knows, he's not omniscient, but he knows that this Great Hills Baptist Church is about to be on fire. And it's about just to light it up and reach so many people, both here and multiple, I think multiple churches are going to be planted throughout the years. And so thank you for praying. Thank you for, for, uh, thank you for just being a part. Thank you for your sweet spirit. Thank you for uh, your giving. Thank you for your praying. Y'all are about to be blessed. Look, if you're in a big old hurry and you, you need to run to the bathroom, some of you do, and I resemble that, amen. I, I, I've got to be careful how much water and coffee I drink. Um, my doctor said if it ain't hit you yet, just hold on. It'll start hitting you. And so 
before, it, it, but here's, here's the thing. We're going to have just a time of consecration, time of prayer here at the altar. And um, Kristen, you're going to sing, aren't you? Where, where's Kristen? Are you going to sing, We Believe? Man, man, is your mom watching? Good night. Jana, God bless you. Uh, your daughter's about to sing. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to bless you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to encourage you in your battle, cancer. Uh, Great Hills, we got, we got people all over the, literally all over the nation watching us and pulling for us. I don't know if y'all know that or not. There's people all over the nation pulling for Great Hills to be successful, to thrive uh, because of the good gospel that is being presented from this place is reaching so many lives. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to say a prayer. And if you need to leave, I understand it's 1209. You feel free to leave. No shame. No, nobody's upset with you if you need to leave. In fact, I'll pray right now. I'll close my eyes. Everybody will close their eyes, and we'll just pray. Kristen and Jeff and the band, y'all y'all make your way on up here, and we'll sing this song, or y'all lead us. But if you need to slip out, I understand. You, 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 you go ahead. Father, we thank you so much for today. Lord, it's just my favorite day. I, my heart is so full, and my, my body's so tired. My mind is tired, but I, my heart is so full of what I see you doing, God, here at Great Hills Baptist Church and the, and the lives, Lord, that are being changed in Haiti because of a Fred F. Wright. The, the disciples who are being made in Peru because of a, a Casey and a Nastasha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They're coming. These women are coming. I see them. I see them. I see them in my mind's eye, Lord. They're coming from a, from a life of abuse and brokenness and desolation, and they're coming into a home. They're coming into a place of safety and rest, and they meet Jesus, and their lives are forever changed. Thank you, Lord, for Restoration Ranch. Thank you, Lord, for the Cattervolts. Oh, my goodness, Lord, how many Hindus are going to be coming to faith in you, Jesus, because of Velu and Vicki Catterville? I'm just so excited. Thank you. Can't wait in the upcoming years to get to witness what you're going to do. Lord, we believe. Lord, I'm like that guy in the Bible. I, I just relate to him so much. He says, Lord, I do believe, but please help me when I don't, when I don't believe. So Great Hills, here's what, here's what our invitation would look like. We'll have men and women up here at the altar, and we'll just be praying. We'll be praying for God's miracles upon our church. We're going to be praying that Christmas at Great Hills would be phenomenal. We haven't done this. Uh, we've never done this. Uh, we've done things like this. Uh, in my 11 years, we, we've never really gone out into the community like we're about to do in Christmas. And if you, if you haven't signed up, you haven't volunteered, please just, man, come on. Let us, let us put you to work. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing at the altar. We'll just be praying. If maybe you have a special need, maybe you and your wife or your husband, you're believing God for a big miracle maybe for children, maybe for your finances, or maybe some of you are, want to come to the altar, just pray for your grandchildren. Or maybe you just want to come and pray and ask God's favor upon our church, his protection upon us as the enemy slings his arrows and his darts and people gossip and, and people become fearful and so forth. Just pray against that. Pray that God just would give us peace and God would keep us focused on the mission. And that is to reach people, make disciples, plant churches, provide a big old outreach to this uh, community. Father, we believe, and we're going to just spend some time now. We're going to be praying. 
in Jesus' name. I invite you to stand with me. And Kristen, won't you come and lead us in this song? Those of you who want to join us at the altar, this altar is open. God bless you as you come.